Hello and welcome here back in for another episode of the Wired Up Sports Podcast. I'm Josh Coleman alongside my co-host Dylan Malfatti. How you doing today, Dylan? Doing all right, doing all right. It's uh, it's been brutally hot here and uh, outside a lot reporting, you know, with the, the news station and yeah. everything. Ooh, buddy. I yeah, no, the, I believe it. I was at the fair on, uh, what was that, Monday? And, uh, no, Tuesday was when it opened. So I went out over there, and I did uh, three shows over there, uh, live shots and stuff. And I had to come back home afterwards and change my shirt because it was soaked in sweat. <laughs> And you're like, oh, I can't, I can't go back <laughs> yeah. to the station looking like this. Yeah, dude, it was, it was bad. Yeah. So, no, and luckily, like, you know, I live like five minutes from the fairgrounds, so. Yeah, I was like, you're not too far from the fairgrounds. No. Yeah, it's just a, you could probably almost hit a rock or hit your house with a rock from the fairgrounds. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's like literally just across Highway 50. It's yeah. like half a mile away, so. Yeah. Um. But on deck today, we got. Uh, one of the funniest stories in the sports world right now. We'll talk a little bit about Zach Wilson, talk a little bit about the Nuggets Summer League and Christian Braun, see some standouts, and then we'll move into where all of the stories have been recently, and that's NHL free agency. There was a lot of moves, a lot of moves to to really open it. It's going to continue today, but, man, there's been it's been quite an eventful NHL free agency with just – maybe a day and a half under its belt so far. It hasn't gone on too long, but there's been a lot of moves. Yeah, it opened up yesterday at uh, noon Eastern time, so 10 o'clock our time. And uh, yeah, there there has been a lot of actually big moves in the league. Um, but Colorado didn't really do a whole lot outside of the organization. Mm-mm. So I'm... I'm excited to see kind of what they do today because they've still got some big names to sign, but we can get into that later. I know you wanted to start with this Wilson story. So yeah, Zach Wilson. Let's, I'm let's I'm sure it. many of you heard heard the story of the drama that's going on in Zach Wilson's life with uh, his, I'm assuming now former best friend uh, and roommate at BYU. I can't um, min minane, but. His former best friend and roommate is now dating Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend. So everybody was accusing Zach Wilson's girlfriend or Zach Wilson's buddy of being a homie hopper. And then there was another detail that came out in the story that uh, Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend commented on an Instagram page, j- post, just a, just a quick comment that said, Zach's the real homie hopper. He's been banging his roommates and best friend's mom. <laughs> to which I, 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 he's a legend, dude. Like what? I'm, okay, so yeah, that that's legendary, dude. It's <laughs> absolutely legendary. Um, but I've I've talked to people who you know, obviously BYU is very Mormon school, right? Um, and I've heard that you get. Like kicked out. Yeah, you have to sign BYU. a contract before you, you can actually get it in. In. Yeah, and if you uh, are in breach of that contract, which I'm pretty sure that it's like no sex, period. Yeah, it, that is in the contract. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this guy, 
was just like, F the contract. I'm obeying my dude's, my boy's mom. Yeah, it, and it's his teammate's name. I couldn't remember it for a second. It's Dax Milne, who currently plays for the Washington Commanders. He's a wide receiver for them. Redskins. So, <laughs> I would I would rather call them the Washington football team. Yeah, I would too. I, yeah, I, the Commanders is just... I, God, such a dumb name, dude. It's it's awful. Um, but yeah, it was Abby Guile, his Zach Wilson's ex girlfriend, is now dating Dax Milne. And one, Zach Wilson came back to Instagram. They were out in Idaho. Apparently, he took a bunch of the Jets players to Idaho. Posts on Instagram, hey, took the boys out to Idaho to get some work in before camp. What happened while I was gone? And we, were, I just saw it and I was like. Oh, you know what happened, Zach Wilson. You know. Man. He's, what a guy. Right? The best <laughs> the best part of it has been watching, like, I'm sure when um Abby thought she was saying this, Guile, when, when she came out with this, I'm sure she thought it wasn't going to go in Zach Wilson's favor. And the internet has took it and ran, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is the new goat. Yeah, he's, step he's, over Tom. Move over Tom Brady. Yep, Tom. Here comes Zach Wilson. I don't care that you have seven rings. You didn't. You didn't sleep <laughs> with your best friend's mom. <laughs> there's a shirt that's come out. Uh, Barstool made it. It's a tagline for Zach Wilson. It's throw bombs and fuck moms. <laughs> <laughs> It's perfect. That's that's fucking phenomenal. I might have to get a shirt now. I'm thinking of doing the same thing. I'm like, I'm not a huge fan of Zach Wilson, but he's now one of my favorite quarterbacks. Honest to God, man. Oh, uh, it's a great story. It's it's truly a great story. That is phenomenal, man. Absolutely phenomenal. Oh. Might be the best story I've heard all week. Oh, I know. And everybody, like, Jets running back Michael Carter simply put legendary on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, Trey Lance uh, and Pat Fryermuth and Kenny Pickett all commented strings of laughing emojis. Like, everybody has just been oh, having dude, a Everybody's dying right Bro, now. Bro, I can't imagine what the commander's locker room is like right now for Milne. He's probably going through it. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh. Oh, I didn't think about that. His He's going to have to retire, man. Yeah, like he can't play. <laughs> that's going to be the first chirp he'll hear every weekend. Yeah. Oh, yep. what everybody, a... you know, line up across the field from the opposing teams is going to be like, hey, Milne, how's your mom? Oh, that poor kid. That poor. It's going to be a long rookie year for him. Yep. Oh. Yeah, uh, that's brutal, man. Ah, uh, so good, so good though. Oh, but but yeah, that, I just wanted to quickly bring that one up, <laughs> as Zach Wilson has quickly become a, a hero in everybody's eyes. <laughs> um, but but yeah, we'll we'll jump into some summer league now, <laughs> talk about the Nuggets and see kind of who's sticking out for them. And I know Christian Braun has been. A little underwhelming shooting from behind the arc, but I think we've seen a good amount of 
defensive capabilities and athleticism and stuff that you don't necessarily need to see in the summer league, but it's always really great to see that. Yeah, I haven't really been watching a whole lot of it because I've been, you know, working and uh, keeping up with the NHL uh, offseason free agency just opened up yesterday, like we right. just said. Um, but yeah, it was three games going one of 12 from beyond the arc. I was like, Ooh, man, like you expect a little bit more from, from him in that aspect of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, especially being a first round draft pick, like, yeah, he was 21st selection for the nuggets this year. You would prefer to see him shoot the ball. Well, and I know I said this to you, um, prior to the show and I've watched, I haven't watched a ton of summer league this year. I've watched when I can. Um, but I've always been a big summer league fan and it seems like nobody ever shoots well from, from beyond the arc at, at summer league. It just, I don't know if it's the gym, if it just looks weird to the shooters, if it's the fact that they're actually now shooting from that three point line rather than the college. I don't know there. It's probably a mix of kind of everything, but I imagine that once he kind of gets in the rhythm and in NBA gyms, he'll, he'll get it. But I also want to highlight Colin Gillespie for the Nuggets right now, really uh, kind of standing out at the summer league. And I'm very happy because I love Colin Gillespie, who who's been at Villanova for the last four years. Um, he's, he was their very typical white kid who could score the basketball, but defend everybody one through, well, he couldn't defend the center, but he's one through three. He's a good ball handler, shoots the ball. Well, he, he kind of does it a little bit of everything. So I'm happy to see him playing well for the nuggets. I think that he actually will be on the roster next year. I don't know in what capacity, but I think that he's got a very strong chance of being in that 15. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I would pull up some stats, but apparently the NBA website is not working right now. Really? For me, it's just looting. I don't know what's happening. That, that seems about right, honestly. Yeah. So. But, but yeah, I mean, it's been... The Nuggets, you, you kind of have seen what you had hoped for I know a lot of people are really big on Kamigadi right now. He scored. He was he had two points and three rebounds in their uh, win over the Clippers yesterday. Um, Mitchell. Now I can't remember Mitchell's first name. Had 17. Gillespie had 12. Braun had eight. Had a rough shooting day. Christian Braun did yesterday. One for 10 from the field. 0 for 5 from behind the arc. But he was 6 for 8 from the line from the charity stripe. So, I mean, at least there's something going for him, but he also pulled down 12 rebounds. Yeah. So he was a bucket away from a double, double had five assists. So, I mean, you can see he's making an impact in other ways. And that's really what you want to see out of, out of your rookie, because if they're not shooting well, what else can they do to get in the game? And he got on the glass, he seven defensive rebounds, rebounds, five offensive. So, he obviously had a idea and a presence of mind to get on the offensive glass, try to get some extra possessions for his team. And that's kind of what you want out of your rookie. You want to see the versatility in the summer league because it, it allows you to kind of tinker with your lineup a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you're getting kind of a good look at what these guys can do. Um, and, you know, Michael Malone's getting a feel for, you know, who he's going to be playing 
come the start of the season and everything like that. You know, obviously the starting five is is pretty well set in stone. You know, like he came out and said, I think two days ago, something like that, that KCP is going to start at the two. Yeah. Uh, he just got a big contract too. I don't know if you saw that two year thirty mil. Okay. Um, but it, yeah, I'm starting lineup unless Jamal or MPJ is not in it initially. It's pretty set in stone with Jamal, KCP, uh, MPJ, Aaron Gordon, and Jokic. So yeah, and that's kind of what we figured would be the starting five anyway in those yep. positions. Um, and so. It's now just, you know, who's going to be your depth guys. I think Davon Reed has shown to be a guy that you can throw out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, like, Bones is going to be a guy. Bones, Um, Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown, Ish Smith. Like, those guys are going to be, yeah. Those guys are going to be great on the bench. Um, And then I'm curious about where Braun actually fits in. Because, I mean, you know, Michael Malone has a tendency he doesn't play rookies early and when he does kind of give him a little bit of leash it's a pretty short leash and with the the depth that the nuggets have right now you got to think he's either going to be that 11th man on the bench right now maybe crack into the 10 man rotation eight man rotation consistently late in the season but i don't know with Michael Michael Malone's history, I don't think we'll see a ton out of Christian Braun this year unless we have to. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's going to come down to like, you know, injuries and stuff like that cuz they're bound to happen. Right. It is it is basketball. Everybody gets hurt at some point. It's sports. Yeah, definitely. So, um Colin Gillespie, yeah, he had a solid game. 30 30 minutes out there yesterday uh, against the Clippers. That's awesome. Um, 45%, which is, you know, kind of where you want to be, I guess, maybe a little mm-hmm. low. But. It's probably a little low, but it's not a bad percentage that you, you don't no, mind no, no, seeing no. that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> not, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. It's like one bucket puts you over 50 or but gets like, you around there. So who is this Jack White dude? <laughs> this 17 minutes out there made five, uh, Five field goals, two of which were three-pointers. He was 100% from beyond the arc. I'm not. Yesterday. The name sounds familiar, but I can't remember. off the, He's an Australian. Yeah. But apparently he's been impressing. Um, Dude, that's impre- those are impressive numbers. Only he played like half as much time as, as Colin Gillespie and had more points than he did, you know? Yeah, he pulled down 15 rebounds in one of the games uh, yeah. this year. Uh, that would have been three days ago. He was four for seven, 15 rebounds, two assists, three blocks in 20 minutes. Yeah. That's that's quite an outing, if if I do say so myself. Yeah, I'm, I mean, just looking at these stats from, from yesterday's game, I'm pretty impressed with those numbers. So, you know, maybe yeah, he'll mean, even get a, a shot. Yeah, I think that he's potentially going to get a two-way play for uh, the G League affiliate for the Grand Rapids. Thank you. I was like, like, I'm pretty sure it's Grand Rapids, but I couldn't remember if that was exactly where it was. Um, But yeah, I could see a couple of these guys from the Summer League making their way to the Grand Rapids and either getting a shot in the NBA with the Nuggets or uh, with another team, depending on how well they play. Yeah, 
And if I was if I was the Nuggets and I, seeing this, I don't know, um, you know how consistent he's really been, but it sounds like he's been very consistent. Yeah, and uh, and I mean I know we both haven't been able to watch a ton of it, but from the looks of it and what I've been reading and kind of keeping up with the Nuggets summer league team themselves has actually done fairly well, has impressed um, a bunch of different people and are actually playing pretty well together. So that's always a good thing to see. Um, They're two and one right now. So that one loss, I was trying to find it, but I can't find who they lost to. Um, But for the most part, Nuggets fans, Nuggets players, they got to be happy with what they're seeing um, out of their summer league team, the the hope and the young players that are coming up. So, yeah, absolutely. So we'll see, man. I'm excited for the season to start um, and just kind of see what uh, the team beyond the uh, the starting five looks like. You know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that depth kind of shakes out, but. We'll figure that out in the in the regular season. And many of these teams are also trying to figure out their regular season right now. In the NHL offseason, there's been, I know we already talked about it, or the Avs haven't done a ton. They've lost a couple of key guys. Uh, I, Andre Burakovsky is, is the one that really comes to mind for me uh, in the loss. They also lost uh, Kube Abdul. Del? Abe, Abe Kubel. Abe Kubel. I was like, I couldn't remember which way they went. Yeah, Abe um, Kubel. But, and then Kemper signed a good deal with the Caps. Yep. I'm yeah. actually intrigued to see how that shakes out for him because I was watching a clip yesterday that was like, he's going to get tested a lot more in Washington because, I mean, they score goals fairly consistently, but they they probably not going to do it the same way that they have in recent history. Yeah, this no. Um, they're definitely more of a, uh, a. I don't know. They're. It's not a rebuild. Their defense, but they're their defense doesn't activate like the the Avalanche defense does, um, and yeah, they just play a completely different style of hockey out in in Washington. It will be interesting, um, and. Washington's defense is not anywhere near as good as Colorado's defense either. No. Well, so. and their offense, I mean, Backstrom's hurt. I can't remember the other guy's name who's not going to start the season with Backstrom. But Ovi's out there chasing records. He's not what he used to be. Like, this Washington team is almost in the in the face of a rebuild. Yeah, I think, you know, once, once Ovi retires, which, you know. I Coming think, soon. Uh, I think he's still got a few more years in him. I was like two, three. Yeah, I, I think he's still got a few more years in him, but we'll see. You know, he's uh, he's chasing that goals record right now. So, yeah, and there's he's, a chance. You know, he's he's still a great goal scorer. I can't remember exactly how many goals he scored last year, but I want to say it was in the 50s. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, he still uh, scores at a high rate. Yeah, but that's the thing about Ovi is he's so one-dimensional. He has a spot. Yeah, that he likes to sit in, and he just bombs one-timers from that spot. It's called Ovi's office for a reason, you know? Yeah, no, he, 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 that one spot, that right wing that gives him that perfect slap shot to the top right corner is his money spot. Like, he does not move from there. And 
looking at the goal record, he's got 780. He's chasing Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky, obviously. He's 31 or 21 behind Howe with 801, and Gretzky is 114 ahead of him with 894. So if he actually (coughs) excuse me, if he actually does want to get to that goals record, it's probably going to be at least two or three seasons anyway, Mm. unless something bad happens. Let me knock on wood. Yeah, I if if he keeps it up, you know he scored fifty. It was fifty even in twenty one twenty two. So, um, if he keeps that up, he could have the record in three years. Retire, like, yeah, you know. he's got the ring. He's just chasing this one record, and then he's done. Yeah. So I we'll see. You know, I mean, he's he's still very productive. Uh, even at 36 years old. <laughs> yeah, no, he's still unbelievably productive. It's it's crazy. Um, the one, I know I, I mentioned it already, but uh, Avs have lost some people. Burakovsky's the one that it really stung. I did not want to lose Andre Burakovsky, but if it means that we potentially keep Nazim Kadri, I can live with it. Yeah, well, so they still would need to move somebody in order to free up cap space to keep Kadri around. Um, he's just going to cost way too much. I think right now they only have like one or four point six million in cap space. Um, but Adrian Dater yesterday on Twitter did say that the ABS can go up to, I think ninety million dollars. They have to be below the cap though by the start of the season oh so you can go over in the off season then you just have to rework yourself down yep exactly you have to try and clear some space but here's the thing is if teams know that you're trying to shed cap you're not going to get the same in return you know right um so i've i've seen a lot of talk about sam gerard or maybe even JT Comfer kind of being on the block right now. And, no, not uh, Comfer. Yep, Comfer. Um, just to shed that little bit of cap space that they would need to keep Kadri around. Because right now, that 2C spot is the real question mark, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've heard a few guys being thrown around. Evan Rodriguez out of Pittsburgh uh, potentially being a good fit for uh, the Avs at 2C. Um, they said Dylan Strom, but the guys on the DNVR podcast yesterday were not super sold on him because he doesn't have uh, the same sort of skating ability mm-hmm. that I think the Avs are looking for. Um, the Avalanche play a very fast game, transition game, um, and he doesn't really play that way. So... It'll be interesting to see um, kind of what they do. I, I expect something to be done today. I think Kadri uh, will have some sort of deal done, whether it's with Colorado or with another team. I think it'll be done today. So let's um, pray it's with Colorado. Yeah, I hope so. But, uh, you know, losing Burakovsky, that was a bit of a bummer. But honestly, I'd rather keep Kadri. Me too. 
you know? So if that's the trade-off there, I'm yeah. okay with it. Well, in Burkowski, he was always kind of a rental. When we got him, he it wasn't... I don't, I don't know if I would say he's a rental. He was, he was, uh, he was an avalanche, like through and through. I think he was here for what three years. Um, was he? I didn't yeah. think it was that long. Yeah, he was. He's been here for a, a little while. Um, but it always, it, it, it always kind of felt that once we got his cup with him, he was probably going to leave. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of talk about them signing him again. Uh, because he was he was decent. He was just very streaky, you know. Yes. Um, and a lot of times he didn't like to play a a physical game. So, which Kadri is, you know, he's yeah kind of known for physicality. Sometimes a little bit too much physicality, but you know. <laughs> it has cost him a couple of times. But it's did you? Okay. Did you see his uh, post game presser with T T H or sorry T S N uh, right after they won Game Six? Uh-uh. Oh man, it was. You want to talk about legendary? <laughs> that was legendary. So yeah, he was like, you know, it, it feels great to have won a cup finally, and to all the people who said I was a liability in the playoffs, you can kiss my ass. I did see that quote. Yeah, on I live, did see that on quote. live TV. He said that on live TV. So what a guy. It's, uh, his first quote, uh, when they asked him first game of the Stanley Cup, game three, we were, we were in uh, Tampa. It was the first game there. It was game three where he came back. It was in one of the intermissions. They were like, you know, how how do you how are you feeling out there? Like, what's it like being back in your first game? Oh, you know, the ice sucks, but we're dealing with it. And you're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's the brutally honest guy, honestly. But you know what? That I appreciate that about him. Me too. Um, I always love guys like that. Oh, yeah, same. So, and, uh, you know, I I was a huge, huge cadre advocate. Um, even after, you know, the past, well, that St. Louis series, Two seasons ago, I guess, when he uh, was, Got him. yeah, was ejected from the game and Got himself suspended. suspended for eight games. Um, I was still like, you know, it's unfortunate. You see what's happening there, and you can tell he's kind of trying to go shoulder to chest. The guy leans forward, he clips his head, but it happens so quick, you know. Yeah. That's the way it goes in hockey, though. That's, that's the way it goes. It's not like he's out there being a goon trying to break somebody's ankles. He's no Evander Kane. Evander, yeah, Evander Kane. Whatever. I don't care to pronounce his name correctly. <laughs> I hate that guy. Evander Kane. Evander Kane. Yeah, that he's a scumbag. I hate him. Yeah. Yeah, he is actually a piece of garbage. Yeah. No, um, he's literally the worst. And. uh so he's sticking around Edmonton too. I don't know if you saw that. I did. I no. I, I would like, love it if Kadri if Kadri stays in Colorado. They play Edmonton. I would love to see him just beat the absolute shit out of Kane. Me too. Or somebody, somebody needs to. Yeah, Some, somebody oh, has that, to. That, you know what? That's where you throw McDermott out there just to go. <laughs> Guess what, buddy? You're gonna fight. <laughs> you're gonna you're fight. Here. Yeah, you hurt my boy, and you're gonna pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. And That'll we know happen. there's only one thing that can 
that can beat Curtis McDermott? Alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> That's still the best video out of all, out of the cup celebration. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> oh, uh, I just feel bad. back over. That oh. hurt. It hurt me. Oh, it hurt. Watching that. It it hurt him the next morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he In woke fact, up. Like, he's probably not feeling too good afterwards. He's like, what happened last night? My back hurts. Yeah. Just showed him the video. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That makes sense. That, that makes sense. Yeah, that adds up. <laughs> <laughs> that checks. Anyway, yeah. So um, the abs did a lot of, of work inside the organization yesterday. And we kind of talked about this a little bit. Um, Josh Manson signed a, a four, four by four and a half. Yeah, four eight four year eighteen mil. Yeah, so uh four year, four and a half mil per year, uh average, obviously. Um I love it. I really like Josh Manson. Um Me too. and when it first came out, people were like, eh, it's a little bit expensive and then worse defensemen started getting bigger contracts and they're like, Not looking so bad now. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Um but I, I liked Josh Manson's play throughout the playoffs, um, even the end of the regular season once he once he got traded here at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was awesome. Yeah, me too. And I texted you this yesterday of like, he, he was terrific for us in 30 games, 40 games. Yeah. Imagine him with a full season under his belt. Yeah. Everybody kind of meshing with him and – now that he's got chemistry with everybody, he doesn't have to work it midway through the season. He can mm-hmm. hang out with everybody, get on the ice in the offseason. It's going to be a different kind of Manson, I think. Well, you know, and he's his style of play is not like, you know, Kale McCarr or anything like that. He He will jump up in the play mm-hmm. because that's the kind of leash that Jared Bednar has given the defensemen. You know, they want them to activate, to kind of, throw off the opposing defenses a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. because you you never know who's going to jump up in the play and start attacking. Right. And that's another thing that makes Colorado so dangerous. But his his thing is, you know, kind of that stay-at-home, big physical guy. Um, and, you know, he's he's shown that he can he can play very well defensively, and he can jump up in the play if he needs to as mm-hmm. well, you know. And um, he's a goal scorer when he needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he, he's shown uh, to be a very versatile guy um, mm-hmm. for the avalanche. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the next four years, you know, hopefully he sticks around for that whole contract, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I, I hope he stays or uh, I hope we keep him for those yeah, four years. Yeah. Yeah. So that, it's awesome. I, I'm excited for that. Another guy that is going to be returning from the deadline Arturi Lekkinen, mm-hmm. um, who was Mr. Clutch, dude, quite a few games. So good. He was <laughs> so good this year. Yeah, I I was blown away by that guy, too. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't like some superstar out there that you're like, it's not Makar, where you're like, right. oh, my God, this guy just broke everybody's ankles, yeah. like blew past people. But he was just a solid goal scorer. Yeah, you know? he was consistent. He's he was always he was always in the right spot. He, he never was, like got out of himself. Well, yeah, he was always in the right spot. And the other thing is, he always 
he was like a workhorse, you know, mm-hmm. he never stopped moving his feet. He never stopped, uh, pressuring on the four check ever. Mm-hmm. Like he was just always there and he would take some big hits and then just get up and keep going. Like <laughs> no, he this took guy's, some... this guy's like my size, you know, yeah, smaller he took some than gnarly me. hits, but, um, yeah, he's like five foot ten, five eleven, something like that. He's not a big guy. Just out there working hard. Um he's five eleven. Awesome. Five eleven, one seventy eight. Yeah, he's not a big dude. No. At all. And and I actually think his contract pretty kind of fits his value very well. Five year to twenty two point five million, so it's gonna equate to just a little under five, probably four and a half ish. Yeah. Um but I think that's a pretty good contract for his worth. And even um, when we signed Georgiev, the the extension that we gave him, I thought that was a pretty good value for what we gave him. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're paying right now for both their goaltenders, Georgiev and Francois. They're paying less than what Kemper's making right now, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, and so that was a win. I'm... Oh yeah, we'll see what Georgiev does. I think he'll be fine here. Yeah, I think uh, I think he'll be fine. I, I don't think that he's gonna be like, you know, a Vesna Trophy candidate or anything like that next right. year. But he he'll he'll be solid, you know. Right, and and here in Colorado, it's not like you need a. We don't need a Vesna Trophy candidate. Like Kemper wasn't that, but he balled out for us. He he was good goaltending him and Franco Francos. Yeah. And that's what you need. You, you just need them there to not lose you the game. Cause Colorado is going to score three plus goals almost every night. Yeah, pretty much. Like, there's, mean, there's, there's, there's a, a rare occasion where they don't score at least three goals, you know? Yeah. And, and it doesn't happen a ton. And most nights, if that happens, it's not on the goalies. It's go, it's looking at the offense and going, what, what happened? Like this yeah. is this is our issue. We have to help our goalies out by scoring. So yeah, you don't I, I have don't... to be the best. All you have to do is be better than the guy on the other end of the ice. That's exactly. It. You know exactly. And so that I'm I'm very happy with what the Abs have done. Um, the other thing that I wanted to ask you about is Johnny Gaudreau's contract because he turned down a huge bid. Yeah. To go to Columbus. Well, no. So, yeah, he he got like a $10.5 million contract. Yeah. Uh, to stay with. Eight-year, $10.5 million annual to stay with Calgary. And he was like, no, I'm out. So, he went and took less money to go to Columbus. Which, I mean, I, I guess good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cause, I, I don't know. I, I mean, they have some they have some good young talent in Columbus. I think that they can be good. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I actually did see this. Uh, there's this meme where it's like, um, so his agent was like, "Hey, so uh, we have this offer from Col-. Johnny Gaudreau was like, let's go, Columbus." Fuck. <laughs> I would have killed to have him in Colorado. We couldn't have paid him, but if you no, would have yeah, come, yeah. I was like, 
he would have wanted to come to Colorado, I would have sold the house for him. I, not, I don't maybe know. Maybe not I, that, but. I was never super sold on on him. He had a really good last season, but he's been, he's had a few down years or a couple down years before that, I think. Fair. Um, where he didn't quite live up to his, his standards. So I, I was never super, super sold on Johnny Gaudreau. Um, but, you know, he got a good contract. He had a good year. Somebody paid him. Which, cool. Not as much as Calgary would have, but. Yeah, I was like, I, I would have taken the money, I'm going to be honest. Just I mean, yeah, nine and a half million dollars is like, that's Trump change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have I would have killed to have that 10 plus. I mean, I mean, still making a fair amount of money with Columbus, yeah, but. Still making. Uh, nine, 9.75 mil. Yeah, um, I think I'd be okay with that. I mean, I'd be okay with it, but. <laughs> And, you know, I mean, it's it might be a whole locker room thing, too. You know, he might have yeah. just been like, I'm tired of playing here, you know. Yeah, so. need to change scenery, kind of give him a, a boost. Re- yeah, some guy, boost sometimes guys need that, you know, mm-hmm. just to be able to get out and be done with the place. It kind of gives you that energy again. So. Yep. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Palat went to the Devils, five-year, 30 mil. Yeah, that's a little surprising. You see, uh, Patrick Kane, um, his he's done with Chicago. I did not see that. Yeah, he he's like I am not playing here anymore. So he's just like thirty one years old. You know, he's not a super old guy. It feels like he is because he's been yeah, playing been in the league for ever, ever. Um, yeah, I've been watching him since I was like twelve. It feels like. Yeah, it feels like I've been watching him since I was like 12, so. Um, <laughs> obviously, that's not true. Because he's only like, he's only like three years older than I am, so. Uh, but, I mean, he came into the league when he was 18. Yeah, I was, was like, like, I was like 15, yeah. Yeah, I was like, that's close enough. We've been yeah. watching him for a long time. It's been, it's been a long time, dude. That's yeah. like almost half my life, so. Do you um, think the abs, because I know with Kane, the abs were kind of rumored to be looking at him at the deadline, possibly a trade. Do you yeah. think that they tried to do it again? Maybe, because uh, Chicago did say that they would retain up to 50% of his salary, which is the max that a team can retain. Hmm. So that would bring his annual that would bring his cap hit to Colorado at like five and a half or something like that or five um you'd have to shed some more if you want to bring back Kadri but yeah you'd have to shed quite a bit more uh you're not bringing both of them back right you know okay okay so it's it's gonna be one or the other um you're gonna have have Kadri yeah you're gonna have to shed well and here's the other thing too is Patrick Kane is a winger he's not a center and they don't really need wingers right now like they need to fill that 2C spot. So I think Kadri has to be the priority here or an Evan Rodriguez or somebody like that. Yeah, you, yeah. you need to address that before you address anything else. Yeah. Kadri has said that he does want to stay here in Colorado. Um I think he's, you know, he's built a rapport with the fan base and with his teammates and everything like that. He's well loved here. Yeah, I was like we love Kadri here. Yeah, absolutely love Kadri. Um and so uh, I I think that they're going to try as hard as they can to get something done here. Good. I think that's kind of what he's waiting on is to 
get a deal done with Colorado. But he said if he can't get a deal done here, his his uh he wants to be on a contending team. That regardless. makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense for him. So uh, and there's been some teams that kind of have gone from middle of the pack to being contenders with some moves. So there's some options Dude, for him. Ottawa. If we don't, Ottawa has made unbelievably good moves. Yeah, Ottawa has made some crazy, crazy moves. Um, and I think that they are maybe not a contender, but they're definitely a potential playoff team. Yeah, know? no, they have put themselves put themselves in a good position recently and and it was a lot yesterday they made a couple of big trades yesterday signed a couple of guys where you were like dang i didn't i didn't know that you were that aggressive this offseason ottawa like they're really going for it yeah yeah they really are let's see claude Giroux coming in um on a three-year deal i think three-year 19.5 mil yeah so six and a half average um Let's see who else did they? They picked up a couple good guys. Like I'm trying to get to all of them too yeah. as well. I just scrolling down this unbelievably long. I thought that they had a few more than this. Like looking at they they uh, re-signed Dylan Heather Heatherington Heather I don't Heatherington. It's a weird last name, but re-signed him. Yeah. Not seeing that. It's July 7th. I just typed it. Oh, in. that's way, way. Uh, yeah, I was like, I, I just had to type it in. Got Giroux in the trade. Oh, that is all I'm seeing is Hetherington. Except I did think they had more that came in yesterday. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. And maybe they just haven't been finalized yet, but... I mean, maybe it's there's potential for that, but let's see here. Oh, we didn't even talk about Nachushkin either. Oh yeah, we didn't. Yeah, Nachushkin getting a big deal. Um, yeah, I was happy to bring Nachushkin years, back. Six point one two five million uh, per year. So I yeah, that's awesome to see. Um, I. I I'm happy they were able to get something done with him because it would have it would have hurt seeing him go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I would not have been happy with that one. Yeah, absolutely. The other team that made some kind of big moves, and I don't necessarily know if they've asserted themselves into contender spot, but the Hurricanes have made some some good moves, signed some good guys, made a couple of good trades to bolster their roster as well. Uh, yeah. They added Andrej case to a one-year 1.5 million deal um they are getting max patcheretti and dylan coglan uh for future considerations as well in a trade with the knights um, what is happening with vegas right now dude i screw them i don't care <laughs> it's, Let them, i mean it's look it's hilarious it is hilarious but, um they're imploding. They are imploding. And we I kind of figured that that was going to happen after they went to the cup the first year and then have progressively kind of not been on the decline, but have yeah. not performed as well 
year after year. Like they've kind of just dropped. Um, so I'm not too surprised that they're kind of blowing up a little bit because they were still a pretty solid team. But no, yeah, let them implode. I hate them. Uh, yeah. I know we talked about this trade yesterday, um, but the Canes traded for Brent Burns and Lane Peterson, sending Steven Lorenz E2 McKinney and a 2023 third round pick, conditional third round pick um, to the Sharks. I know we talked about Brent Burns being washed up and just kind of chasing a ring. Uh, I don't know a ton about Lane Peterson, but the Canes really kind of doing a lot to maintain their, their position as a playoff team. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to as much as they can. Like I said, I don't think that, uh, I, I don't think that Burns will give them a whole lot. I don't either. Uh, but, Oh, uh, Cam Talbot to Ottawa. Mm-hmm who was the uh, wild starting goalie for yep. a good chunk of the year before. Um, yeah. Before flurry came in. Mm-hmm. And so. then uh, the Evan G Malkin story. I was almost so sad. Evgeny, Evgeny Malkin. Right, whatever. <laughs> Evgeny uh, Malkin. Though, I was so upset when Pittsburgh didn't like re-sign him and they made him an unrestricted free agent, I was so upset. I was like, is, are we really about to see him not in a Pittsburgh uniform for the first time ever? And then they re-signed him to the four-year, $24 million deal yesterday or yep. two days ago, and I was like, thank you. I could not have coped with seeing him in a different uniform unless it was an Avalanche one. Yeah, I would have been okay with that. But yeah. I, I don't think that he would have come over here. I, think I don't either. I th- he probably would have retired if the – penguins didn't resign him nah he wouldn't have retired he would have stayed out there for at least another couple of years but yeah i i penguins are kind of my second team and i know i'm gonna get a lot of flack for that i was like you might have just got us crucified (laughs) i know i want to get lots of flack for that (laughs) but i mean it, it is what it is um yeah, so I was I was sad to see that he wasn't going to get re-signed, but it's good that they kept him around. Yeah, I, I it was a roller coaster of emotions for me. I was like, no, no, just bring him back, Pittsburgh, just yeah. bring him back, dude, please. Oh, uh, but I, yeah, I was happy to see him get re-signed. Ugh. Yeah, no, same same with me. I was I was as well. And man, they waited till the eleventh hour to get something done, but yes. Yes, they did. Senators also got Connor Brown. That was the other one that I was trying to think of. Um, but any other kind of big signings or trades that you can think of? I'm Nico Sturm, uh, the former Av Center, now with the San Jose Sharks on a three-year, six million dollar deal. Um, I can't really think of a ton else. There's been a lot that went on, but a lot of them are either yeah, small, retain depth or we haven't seen like a a ton of major major moves. We've seen probably more than we thought we were gonna in the first day, but there's still more moves to be made, and it's gonna it's gonna happen. We'll cross our fingers for Nazim Kadri coming back to Colorado. Yep. Yeah, I hope 
so I'm um, hoping they'll get something done today. But you know, we'll we'll be losing a player for sure to make that happen. So yeah, somebody's got to go to secure him. But we'll we'll figure out who that is going to be. We'll catch you up on it next week. Uh, as we'll be back and continue NHL talk. It's it's the off seasons. This is going to be what it's like. I actually want to hit you with a couple of hypotheticals next week if uh, the trade hasn't happened. Of what would you send for Kevin Durant to the Nuggets? Oh man! Or uh, Damian I would, Lillard? I would send about three dollars. <laughs> That's about it. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll go through like some trade generator and see if I can make any decent ones, and maybe I'll throw some hypotheticals at you next week. All right, I'm I'm digging it. All right, all right, word. But that's going to do it for uh, today's episode of the Wired Up Sports Podcast. I'm Josh Coleman alongside Dylan Malfati. Make sure to check us out on all your podcasting apps, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen to your podcasts on. And then check us out on Twitter as well at the Wired Up Sports Podcast. Our at is wired underscore up underscore sports. Check us out over there. Now Dylan and I are both tagged in our bio as well. So if you want to connect with just one of us individually, you can do that. Um, but yeah, we will see you guys next week. Hopefully everybody has a great rest of your day and a great weekend. See ya!